0: The two witnesses in the book of Revelation, as mentioned in chapter 11, we're going to start at verse 3. And I will grant authority to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1,260 days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. And this continues to go on, but we're going to stop right there. I keep hearing a lot of people and preachers and whatnot on podcasts and whatnot, those that believe this is a future event, whether you do or not, you know, I won't get into that. I just want to talk about this for a sec. But there are a lot of people, those that believe that this is a future event, that keeps saying, you know, I long for the two witnesses. We need revival. We need these two important characters to come up. When will they come? Or have they already came? And, and, and so on. And, you know, maybe these are reasonable questions. Have they already came? Are they here? Are they coming? But the point is, I think a lot of us keep putting our faith in, others in terms of like a great revival or two witnesses that will come and save the day. We keep putting our faith in somebody that's going to come other than Christ, that's going to bring revival or save the world or get the gospel out there. But in direct context, I don't necessarily know who exactly these are. Was it past, present? That is not what I'm getting at today. What I am going to talk about though is are we doing our part, and now what do I mean by that? Now, I don't mean doing our part in order to earn salvation. I mean, you know, that has already been paid for by Jesus Christ. But what is it I mean by doing our part? Well, if we look at this passage in a direct context to the church today, we as the church throughout all of history, past, present, and Lord willing future, have the commission and the mission given to us by the Lord to go, therefore, and be witnesses of Jesus Christ to the ends of the world. Uh, baptizing people, teaching them to observe all that the Lord has commanded, and spread the gospel. And so, instead of necessarily waiting for two witnesses to come, or if they already have or whatnot, my challenge for us today is to be a witness to Jesus Christ. Not, maybe not necessarily one of those specific two, but instead of waiting for somebody else to come and do the mission— Why don't we all do what we've been tasked to do in order to bring, quote, revival and spread the gospel and save many souls? I want to quickly read the Great Commission as in uh, Matthew chapter 28, uh, starting at verse 19. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. The Great Commission says... uh, Excuse me, let's go to verse 18. Uh, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So notice we've been given the mission, and Christ says he's with us to the end of the age. But also notice in the passage in verse 19, Christ doesn't say, Go therefore you two witnesses, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, so on and so forth. The point I'm getting at is not to take away from the subject and revelation of the two witnesses, but what I'm getting at is this commission wasn't given to just specific individuals, you know, that guy over there or that guy or that famous person from history or those witnesses to come. No, this commission was given to all followers of Jesus. You may or may not be, quote, one of those two witnesses in Revelation. Again, whether that's past, present, or future, we're not talking about today. What I'm getting at is... You may not be one of those two, if they are two specific individuals, or they might mean the church, but you are somebody that follows Jesus. You are a disciple of Jesus, and you and I have been given the Great Commission to go therefore making disciples, baptizing them, and teaching them all to observe all that the Lord has commanded you, and again, Christ is with us to the end of the age. Assisting us in this matter, but not necessarily assisting us, but he's the one doing the work through us, I should say. Forgive me for using a word like assisting. It makes it sound like we do it, but we don't. God does through us. And so instead of waiting for somebody else to do it or sitting around saying, We need revival, come on, we need revival, my challenge to all of us, and me included, I need to be better about this as well. Instead of waiting for somebody to do it and sitting around chanting that we need revival, it's only going to come if you and I do it right now, right here right now. I'm not saying you and I necessarily are all going to go out in the streets and preach to the point where millions come and gather and we save the world. I that may happen to you and that's cool and awesome. More power to you. I wish I could do that. But the thing is, I could wish all day long, but I it won't happen if I don't get out there and try. And perhaps that's something I need to reflect on for myself, but Moving forward, if we want great revival, it's not going to just be somebody that comes and does it. We've all been given the task to do our part in the function of the body of Christ. Not everybody, not every body part has the same function in the body, but if every body part is doing their little bit, then the whole body is healthy and functions great. And so the church is to be one of the witnesses. Again, whether that's past, present, or future, in regards to the specific witnesses, I don't know. But in this analogy, the church is supposed to be the witness, past, present, and future, if the Lord wills. And so all of us have been tasked to do our part in the body of Christ, whether it's preaching, glorifying God at work, sharing the gospel to a friend or a family member, or so on and so forth. We need to be creative on this, but we also often ask, how can I spread the gospel? Well, Jesus tells us right here, go therefore making disciples— And he also tells us in Acts chapter 1, you know, start in Jerusalem, then Judea, then Samaria, then the ends of the earth. Start with our local small community, then, you know, the state around us, the nation, and then the world. Start with our family and friends to the best of our ability, and move forward to those even further out, and continue to grow from there. And so, I guess we are supposed to be like the witnesses there. Again... (laughs) In regards to specifics, we're not getting in that right now, but likewise, we are called to be witnesses. and We're not just sent to sit here and wait for two specific individuals to come and do it. No, Christ, before he ascended, gave us the task, you and I, to do our part and spread the gospel. Now, you might listen to this podcast, and maybe you can see my analytics and know how many people I listen to, or maybe not. It's easy to listen to a podcast and think, wow, this preacher or teacher is really good. There's tons of listeners, and he's doing his part. I wish I could be like him. But I'm going to be honest about my podcast for a second. I really hope this doesn't discourage you away from listening. But I don't have many people listening to this. I don't have millions. I don't have thousands. I don't even have hundreds of different listeners, and I have you know, over hundreds of listens, But obviously, with preaching something online, you know, sometimes it gets censored, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it's easy to find, sometimes it doesn't, and other times, you know, maybe the podcast just doesn't grow on its own. But the point is, with the few listeners I have, all of you continue to come back to hear God's word, and I thank you, and I really hope and pray you stay and continue to get the word out there, if not for me, obviously, but for God and the furthering of the gospel. But the point is, I record these episodes and not that many people listen, but the fact is there are a few that listen. And so it's easy to think these efforts are kind of a waste of time, but they're not. Because the little bit that I'm doing here, not to glorify myself, but the little bit that I'm doing here is furthering the gospel for even if it's just a handful of people. And those handful of people, which is you listening, you now hear the word and have the opportunity to share the word to a handful of people. It's not just a few guys out there like me that have thousands of podcast listeners. No, that's not the case. It's just everybody in the body of Christ, like you and I, that record an episode, for example, or spread the gospel to just a handful of people. And those handful of people spread it to another handful of people. That's how we spread the gospel. That's how we witness to Jesus Christ. You might help one person be saved in your lifetime, but it will be totally worth it. Or you might lead millions to salvation in your life and it will be totally worth it then. The one that leads millions is not more important than the one that leads one. We all are important in regards to the body of Christ. We've all been given a specific mission in order to spread the gospel. As long as we're alive and breathing, we haven't completed the mission yet, our specific ministry. And so I wanna speak of a specific story about my life real quick and maybe it will inspire you. My grandmother, and I won't say her name for the sake of the family um, because I don't have her permission to do so. Uh, She sadly passed away not too long ago. Well, it's been several years, but uh, my grandma, she lived to be about 70, and she was a devoted Christian woman. And she spread the gospel and, you know, was living a Christian life. And it wasn't until she—one of the last people she led to faith was me— And I believed and was baptized, and she bought me my own Bible, and she really helped build me up in the faith. And it wasn't long after that she was diagnosed with cancer and passed away. Now, I'm not saying her specific mission on this earth was to get the gospel to me, or it might have been. But throughout her life, she shared the gospel with many family members and other people outside of the faith, or outside of the family. Uh, She shared the gospel, too, and brought tons of people to faith in Jesus Christ. Obviously, Christ was doing the work. But after she led me to faith, uh that's when she passed away from this earth. That's when she was called home. Her mission, her ministry had been completed with me being, you know, perhaps the last person she helped bring to faith. And so the point is, as long as you and I are alive and breathing, we obviously still have a mission that God wants us to accomplish. And obviously God's the one doing the work in regards to saving souls. And so we need to get out there and do the work if we ever want to go home to Jesus. Am I right? (laughs) Not that, you know, we should just do it for the sake of getting off this earth, but. What I mean is we all are alive and well because we've been given this task to spread the word. And so my challenge and invitation to all of us is to go out there, and be a witness of Jesus Christ, not wait on someone else to do it because that someone else is you and I. If we want true change and to make a difference and soul saved, it starts with you and I remembering that Christ does the work through us. And so let's complete our ministry no matter how big or small.